This is Living Your Life Well Planned, the 80-20-365 success system with its inventor, my partner, my friend, Adam Vincent Gilmer. I'm Gene Valaitis, your host, and welcome to episode 52. And on behalf of uh, Adam, our technical people, Charlie Rittenberg, Doug Thompson, Derek Horn, I'd like to welcome you to episode 52. We have now completed one year's worth of free training. This is it, our first anniversary, 52 episodes. So, Adam, congratulations. Uh, congratulations to our technical team in Toronto, Canada, and uh, congratulations to uh, Derek down in Southern California. Uh, we started off with a very specific mission, and our mission is to help change lives, uh, as Adam does in his business, and I help Adam do with, uh, with these video podcasts and podcasts. So, Adam, congratulations. One year worth of free training. Wow. I didn't realize it was one year having so much fun doing all this. And uh, it was, it's really funny because uh, I was with uh, uh, Sherry and Jeff the other evening and um, we were talking about like the last fly-in that we did to the company, right? We just did. And then guess what? Gets crazy COVID thing hit in, you know, businesses were spent to different directions, masking, vaccinations, uh, you know, gloves, all the other things that you've got to wear now, hand sanitizer. And guess what? We just got the information that our company has now opened back up. We now can qualify people to come in and take a look uh, at what it is we're doing and um, show people, you know, what it's like to over the last 11 years in the company that we're in, we've had, uh, we've done over $8 billion worth of cumulative sales. We've broken records around the world. We're the fastest company ever to a billion dollars in sales. Uh, on par with Apple, Facebook, and various others. And hey, you reminded me a year ago, here's where we are. Who would have known that uh, we had, had to go through this crazy time? But thank goodness we can look back and, and reflect and, and move forward and say, okay, you know, now it's time to, you know, open up and, and really start uh, having people uh, change their lives again uh, financially. So um, awesome. Thanks for the surprise. Uh, that's really great. As always, even after one year, I always stress the importance of going to the website, 802365.com, get your daily planner. And while you're there, check out Cherry Trees, the bank system. It's the language of sales. You'll crack the code. And when you crack the code, you'll have the potential to really increase your sales as much as 300%. Now, we're just not pulling some figure out of the air here. It's documented. And Cherry has had incredible success with this system. Um, you know, you, you need to to really get, get back to about episode 45 and, and, and check out the system if you haven't already and go to the uh, go to Adam's website and, and take your assessment as well. We got a great round table again with us today. Kim Galky, Sherry Sharman, and uh, Jeffrey Galder are joining us. We're going to start off with uh, Adam as well. You know, over the last couple of episodes here, we, we, you know, we talked about just starting. What do you do in your first 24 hours? We talked about prospecting versus puking, direct sales on people. And we got into about the first six months of the business and we, we started talking about gaining momentum. Now, some people go through a little problem. Some people don't if they're lucky, but we do want to, uh, you know, address little things that come along the way. I always relate this to sailing. You know, um, a good sailor will correct the course, correct the course, correct the course. You know, if you're on a jet and you're flying from LA to Dubai, where we have a lot of listeners, you know, they're always going to correct that course. If, you, if you're off just this much, you're not going to land at the airport where you're supposed to be. So here on episode week number 52, our one-year anniversary, what we're going to talk about is 
What does it take to build a team? And what happens when people in my team aren't working as hard as me? You know, it does kind of happen occasionally. You want to correct that course. So let's correct it for you today. Let's start off with Adam on that. Adam, what's it take to build a really, really good team? And if you, if you discover that even some of your leaders aren't working as hard as you, what do you do to get things back on course and, you know, continue on with that momentum building? Man, Gene, um, you know, I remember I went over to Russia for the first time and also opened up the Middle East and India and the business wasn't open up over there. And so that we had zero dollars in sales or nothing was happening. And, um, you know, I jumped off the plane after getting appropriate visas and all the stuff you got to do. Um, you landed a, and I go to my first um, uh, meeting. It was an evening meeting uh, where uh, the leader over there had assembled some people um, around a dinner table. Uh, it was a long dinner table, not around, but it was a long dinner table. And I don't, I don't speak Russian, right? So you have to work with a translator, this to the other. And, and I take out my planner. Okay. And I put it down and I turn in the planner, you know, to the, to the appropriate day and time. Uh, so the other, and, there are, and, and the first thing that one of the leaders asked me was like, Hey, what's that? And I said, well, I said, this is, I said, this is my plan. This is my plan to make it happen. And, and uh, it keeps me organized. It's my journal. It, it tells me the people I met. And I remember when I go into these meetings, I'm looking for uh, the A type personalities, right? The, the reds really, um, uh, uh, because the Reds kind of lead by action and doing stuff and getting into motion and, and kind of lead other people. And that's what it was for me. So I sat down with a plan. And then ever since then, and the same thing happened in the Middle East, uh, you know, I say Middle East, all of uh, the UAE, uh, Saudi Arabia, uh, Jordan, um, and other places, uh, Lebanon, what have you over there. And then same thing happened in India, sat down with the right minds that understood. And then people were asking me, how do I get the plan? How do I get your get the planner? And I was like, listen, when you get this planner, this planner isn't Adam Vincent Gilmer's. This planner is like when you go out and you buy your phone, okay? Or you buy your Mercedes Benz or you buy your Bentley or you buy your whatever car you're driving. When you make the purchase of this, it becomes yours. Title transfers to you, okay? In other words, when you buy the phone, it becomes your iPhone. When you buy the car becomes your car. When you get the planner, it becomes your planner. It's your job to work it. And when people look at what my work ethic is like and what have you, um, even though, you know, I live life in balance, being brain, body, time, people, and money, spirituality, taking in knowledge, looking after my, my body, networking with people, uh, educating, um, you know, uh, managing my time. And the last piece is making money. And what happens is, is when all these pieces of the puzzle come into, come, come into life, uh, you create this amazing balance. And people go, how do you keep it all balanced? It's not easy, I'll tell you. Wife, two kids, different ages, you know, yelling, screaming, tiredness, you know, all those things that happen, right? But at the end of the day, you're living on, you're putting your life forward, living in the present right now, expecting the best things to come out of it. And when you land in a country with a plan, they see you organized, they follow you on Facebook, Instagram, this or the other, they, they get, can't get to know the personality that, that, I, that I have. And what I've learned to do, Gene, is just be an example, be the change that I'd like to see in my life. And, and that's um, pushed into um, many, many different teams. And I say pushed into many, it's been adopted by many, many different teams. And they're already, you know, I'm not making their hearts and lungs pump and, 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 and pump the blood around and breathe in the air. You know, that's a gift from, from the creator. I look at it like we're on purpose. And when you're on purpose uh, and you're serious about it, 
Um, nothing can sway you. You know, you might get serious and have a, a serious conversation with a few people, and you know, make people make people become more attentive to what's super super important. But you stay focused and genuinely just in a better place. And that's what's allowed me to have massive, massive success. And not just in my direct sales businesses and the other businesses too. So the good part is, is that anybody can do this. The challenge is that, and the invitation was out to, you know, the few that will, this is, this is for people that are looking to build a solid business. These are that we we're going to expect some failures. It's part of the flipping the coin success and failures, like part of the same scenario. You just got to keep moving forward, keep learning and develop a work ethic that says your life is worth it. The challenges that you're going through are just little mirror, mirror stepping stones to get you to the other side. And then, you know, people look at you and think your grass is greener and it is greener because you're looking after your grass. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, and if they want their grass green, they just start looking after themselves anyway. So um, th- that's the difference in my work ethic. I have a purpose statement that my life is, is built on, um, that I've worked on years and years and years and changing words and phrases and what have you to have it come, become concise. And then I take that, I do 60-month goals uh, broken down into three-month quarters, January, February, March, April, May, June, uh, so on and so forth. And I stay focused and stay focused and stay focused all, almost to – um a detriment but it's not it's a it's a blessing and that's what's that's what this uh this is about yeah you know i just love that line that uh, yeah i just picked up on something the few that will the few that will i i just love that well we've got a great panel as i mentioned uh, off the top of this our uh, 50 second episode one year anniversary of training and changing lives around the world i'm going to go to sherry Sharman uh, to start off our uh, roundtable uh, panel on this episode um sherry you know we we've in in our previous episodes we talked about some really great things what do i do in my first day uh and doing it the right way you gave us some uh, some really uh, great examples and and some very powerful hints as to how you become successful in the business. I, I'm looking at a scenario now, maybe it's six months, a year, something like that. I, you know, I'm checking the computer, I'm looking at my downline, and all of a sudden I'm kind of seeing some people who were were builders, but they're they're not working as hard as me. I'm a little concerned. Um what what do, what do I do? I mean, I don't want to offend these people. They're part of a, I mean, I'm not paying them. They're part of a volunteer workforce. So I, I want to be able to communicate effectively with them. Uh, I, I don't want to upset them, but you know, I want them to get going. And it's a, del- a very uh, delicate balancing act when, when somebody isn't working as hard as you want. So how, how do you, how do you take care of that situation? Gene, that's a great question because, you know, there's a thing in this business called life. Everyone has a life going on and not everybody has time to put the same effort as you do. And people have, you know, like I said, it's the highs, the lows, the roller coaster ride of this business. And and some people love roller coasters. You know, they can't wait to get on a roller coaster and they scream and yell and enjoy it. Others are petrified, you know, and, you know, that's why in the very beginning, when you have a new person, I always teach people to do what's called form, find the formula, take the first four letters of that word form, which is know about your people, know about your, your team, you know, and your leaders, because if you know about their family, which is the F of form, their occupation, which is the O, recreation. What do they like to do for fun? And that's the R. 
And then the last one, which is the M is so important is their motivation. Because if you have that information on that person, you can, you know, like right now I have a, a really, one of my top girls, she's going through a crisis right now. She's losing her brother and, you know, and, and she still got on a conference call yesterday, you know, and our zoom call and, you know, and it, it's like, but Throughout the day, I've just been sending her messages. Adam Vincent Gilmer actually called her personally and, t- and spoke to her for a half hour, just talking about life. Um, Jeffrey Gall, who's also on this call, is is reached out to her, and then then Kim, you know, who has not even met this person yet, is is left her a message. So it's like when you have this community of people that care more than the money. They really care about people. You'll get through those those low times. You know, it's like every time you know you ride that roller coaster up, and then you come it come down. But it's going to go back up. Just know it will go back up. And you caring more about money than money with that per- person, their well being. They'll know that, and they'll stay connected with you. And like I said, it's just called life, Gene. Um, you know, everyone has it. Wow. That's you know what? That's one of the best answers I've ever heard in, in, in all the time I've been in this industry. It's really it's being of service to other people and caring more about them than yourself. Mm. Wow, powerful. Hey, let's go over to Jeffrey Gall. Now, uh Jeffrey, in in case you've missed it in previous episodes, uh by education, he is an engineer and he's a, a, a rocket scientist. He's a he's a rocket scientist engineer. You know, Jeffrey, uh, I know you're uh, in Southern California, but you're from my home country, Canada. And in, uh, in many universities in Canada, when you graduate from engineering school, they give you a ring to wear. And that ring is made from a bridge in Quebec that collapsed. And it's a constant reminder that you have to pay attention to every single last detail when you're building something as an engineer, because you don't want to, you know, have your bridge be the next building block for engineers in the future, reminding them that things can collapse if they're not built correctly. So when you're building an organization and you look at your downline and you see part of your, my analogy, part of that bridge is, is collapsing. What, what do you do with your organization to get it back on track and, and, and you know, your method of, of what Sherry just shared? I'm fasc- fascinated to hear what an engineer would, would say to that because I, I, I know as an engineer, you guys have a whole different way of reacting to things and responding to things than those of us who are, are you know, are, are left-brained like myself, a creative person. Sure. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening uh, to all our listeners. And uh, first, we need to remember this is a volunteer army or volunteer team. They don't work for you. So you can't tell people what to do. You can inspire people and you could support people. So it's, it's really having, and, and then there's another thing of SW, 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 which is some will, some won't, so what next? And if you go into it realizing that, And when you're working with, when we talked about engineering, there are repetitive systems put in, there's backups put in, different levels of support put in to make sure you don't have those problems because as Sherry said, life happens and things just happen that we sometimes can't predict everything that's coming. So the idea is when when building your team, like we've talked earlier, through communication, through asking great questions, through listening, you're gonna find out what each of your leaders are looking for. 
and what they desire from this business. From that collective, that's the support you need to get what you desire or what you're looking for. So it all ties together. It is a mathematical equation. And the best way to work, you know, we all talk about being leaders. Being a leader is not given to you. It's earned. People choose to follow you, not because they have to. It's because they're inspired to. And so when Sherry talked about uh, individuals going through crisis, because life happens, okay? Life happens to everybody. And uh, to be there, to be supportive, to be there as a safety net, uh, or just let them know you care, and you're there, and when they're ready to step back into leadership or move forward or continue building, then you're gonna be there for them and you're gonna help them. So that way you're not losing people, but you're right, this is a very up and down, almost like a sine wave, where getting people who are working and not working, which is why you always wanna continue building your team and leading by example, one of, one of the biggest challenges in our industry is people go six months really hard, they get some really great activity going and people are duplicating and then there's this little switch that goes off in their head and they say, hey, I'm a leader now, I'm gonna go to leadership role. So I'm gonna be supporting the team, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm building anymore. Well, as we all know, you lead by example, you stop building, it's an interesting concept. Your whole team stops building. They stop showing up because you stop showing up. So what I teach people is as you move on, and our last podcast just discussed this, you're shifting gears. You're moving to the next higher gear, the next higher gear, pushing on the gas, the accelerator. You continue to do more. That consistency is there. And the ones that respect follow that you're leading will do the same but some sometimes happen with life. And so that's why you always have to make sure you have more than you think you need building so you could ultimately achieve your goal. So that would be my, my response for you today. Uh, here's my takeaway from your answer, Jeffrey, and I, I think it's really, really important. Uh, when we think of duplication, I think people think of, you know, duplication, that's really, really good. But you hit on a key point. People will also duplicate what's bad. And that's not what we want to have happen. Let's move over to Kim. Kim, uh, let's talk about this uh, aspect of building a business. You know, Sherry and Jeffrey had uh, some really, really great insight into this. I'd like to get your opinion on, you know, when some of the people in your team, some of the people who, who you believe are leaders, they're, they're falling off a little bit. What's, uh, what's your formula to get people back on track? Well, First of all, I, I totally understand what Terry's saying about being friends with the people, having a good relationship with them. So my leaders that I have fallen off, I stay in contact with. I get involved. I try not to get into management mode, but I get involved with getting them inspired to get back into the business by maybe showing something that I've achieved or something someone else on the team has achieved. Um, again, with recognition of other people. And um, it, it's not easy. You know, it's an up and down uh scenario. Um, we have to get up at sometimes middle of the night to speak with leaders because they're in different time zones. Um, but, but we do it right. And, um, I, sorry, I just kind of lost my, my train of thought there, but 
it's, it's kind of a hard act to follow with these two because you guys said everything. But um, I just think that sincerity, I guess my, my main thing would be that to stay sincere with your leaders, to stay, um, to keep, to help keep them focused, be sincere. Don't be just like they said, after the money or after, you know, um, I, I have a big team in India and, um, to be honest, I am thrived for their success and they realize that and they work 10 times harder, but because I'll get up in the middle of the night, you know, for them or because I, I know what's going on with their family or I know what's going on in their life. So I think when you when you do that, um, it's just easy to keep people motivated. You won't have those downfalls. Um, and, and, you know, I'm not saying you will never have downfalls because like, like they said, everybody has life, it happens, but you're there whenever they're ready to come back and they know that. And they know they can, I've had people fall off the team and then come back, you know, so, um, you know, being sincere and having a sincere heart and leading with your heart I think um, is the direction that every leader should take. And, um, and that will maybe not happen as much. Yeah. You know, my takeaway from yours is uh, you're willing to do what it takes mm -hmm. if your team is willing to do what it takes. And you know what? Um, having worked in morning radio for, you know, an entire career, I know what it's like to get up at three o'clock in the morning. Most people don't. So if you're getting up at three o'clock in the morning, you're doing what it takes for your team. And, uh, you know what success leaves uh, clues. So I love your answer, Kim. That's just great. Adam, let's wrap it up and, uh, land this jet right now. We're talking, uh, about, uh, when people fall off. Uh, I know one thing that Adam does, because listen, Adam and I have hung out for a long, long time. This guy is always prospecting and always bringing people into his business. I don't think you've ever been in management mode. So let's give us a nice summary of uh, episode uh, 52 here. Uh, you know, I was watching, uh, I listened to a bunch of other different YouTube. Uh, I follow a bunch of other people on YouTube. Um, you know, one of them was uh, Elon Musk, right? You know, he's a fellow South African, become massively successful. And he's, he was asked a question about, you know, he was trying to land this rocket. Well, he wasn't trying to land the rocket, but his engineers and his team, what have you. And, uh, you know, out in the middle of the ocean on a floating, you know, uh, buoy dock thing and, uh, you know, landing and, and the thing explodes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he looks at that and he goes, well, that, that wasn't going to stop him, the team, uh, even though, and it was, and it was, it was publicly broadcast on national television. <laughs> the failure okay yeah. um, and i'm thinking to myself i'm like holy crap like what if that happened to you know one of us in our sales organizations or teams or have you but this person quit or a team decided to leave or there was cross recruiting or just something other. i mean all these things that happen in our in our business and you know what Here, here's what i realized look you know um if you're in africa and you go down to the watering hole you know the spring bucks have to come down the lions come down everything comes down you got to watch out for the crocodiles because they're going to be there sometimes. That's just the way it is. Life happens to everybody. Sherry talked about it. Jeff talked about it. Kim talked about it. But here's the thing. The emotion of those things, you have to manage them, right? Um, you have to learn how to manage your disappointments in life uh, because we all know how to celebrate the successes, right? You know, um, those the, the celebrating the successes is almost the easy part, even though there's a bunch of work that went into it. The hard part is managing the disappointments. And guess what? You learn more from the disappointments than what you do from the successes. So, you know, I encourage people to have much more disappointments. You learn not what to do. It's better to make 
uh, a thousand different mistakes and to make the same mistake a thousand times. Okay. So learn from the things that don't work out perfectly all the time. But at the end of the day, you're in control of the outcome, meaning that you control the emotion. Uh, the choice is up to you and how you want to take it. It could be you know, significantly bad and put you uh, into you know, not thinking correctly or you just get back on track and start thinking positively and start putting out um, the, the right kinds of energies. And the right kinds of energies is when I bring people uh, bring people together. So, you know, whether you're building your business and you're in the first stages of it or in the stages that we're in right now, um, the other day, believe it or not, uh, my wife and I were, you know, uh, went to a, a weekend away at Napa. Thank goodness we got a weekend away. Grandma got a little for the kids. So yeah, we had uh, adult time drinking and what had with another uh, great couple. And it turns out that couple is also very, very successful, not in, not in our industry, but successful. And the the wife um, of the of the couple was like, hey, listen, you know what? I'm, you know, my husband's successful. I'm kind of bored. I'm playing golf. I said, what do you guys do? And I said, well, listen, why don't you come and meet and you know get to meet with Sherry and uh, get to meet Jeff and and hang out. And long story short, um, this new person decided, hey, listen, I came down to our first initial meeting, got to meet some of the team. You know, it was the whole process of recruiting again. And uh, I said, man, you know, she came down and, and now she's joining the business. So the trick is don't give up on your goals and dreams, but have a purpose statement that's so dear and near to you. I've rewritten mine. I'm, and I'm not joking. It's, it's close to, you know, probably 800 times. I've right? rewritten different things, changed the grammar, what have you, to perfect it. Okay. To, when I say perfect it, to really make it pop and mean something to me when, when I read it uh, before I go to bed at night, and then, of course, first thing in the morning, it's like, well, and then my, during the midday meal, I'm like, oh, good, let me go with my purpose app, which goes off on my iPhone, by the way. It shows up, and I'm, I, I could rehearse it. I know it, I know it by, by, by word, by, by memory. It keeps me focused, keeps me grounded. also keeps me humble, you know, um, and it gets me also very, very serious. When somebody tries to pull our team off track or doesn't do the right thing, it's like, uh -uh, slap, slap. Let's, you know, it brings you back to reality. Um, I think that's important, uh, but just remember, bad things are going to happen uh, to all of us, okay? And the emotional side is we need to be able to control those emotions. Lastly, and hand this back to you, look, you know, we don't do these uh, uh, pieces to make money necessarily. This is a piece of the slice of our brain, a psychology that we've learned over the years. Um, you're listening to people. Um, I remember traveling through uh, India with um, with Kim many, many times, catching planes, doing stuff, getting people from. I mean, it's just like it's the same thing with Sherry going all over the world and Jeff, you know, arriving on planes, going into meetings. And people wonder why you're willing to go and travel 400,000 plus miles a year uh, in order to go build a business. Well, look, at the end of the day, I have a set of responsibilities and I've developed a certain set of skills over the years that I've become very, very excellent at. And I surround myself with amazing, like-minded, visionary people that are willing to move themselves and, and be responsible. Like when we started this show, even though, even though we're doing this uh, a year now, Gene, um, we, we've helped change and shape people's lives. Now, listen, if we affect one person, okay, we have done our job. Now, it just happens to be we're affecting thousands and thousands. But the point is, is that if you're a new listener Go back through the episodes. Um, you can follow along on the podcast, and Gene tells you to binge listen. Um, you know, go. You know, you can go through that. Look at that um, uh, definition. But at the end of the day, this is done out of the love of our hearts because we know that if you do some of the techniques that we're talking about, 
you will end up in the same place uh, that we are looking back and it's a grateful uh, it's a grateful thing from from my heart my family to all of you so um gene thank you very much the team thank you very much and uh our panelists thank you so much for your time and energy today much appreciated yeah we had a really powerful episode i want to thank kim galke sherry sherman and uh, jeffrey gall on a personal note here uh, on behalf of adam and myself we'd like to thank derek horn in southern california Doug Thompson and Charlie Rittenberg in uh, Toronto, our technical team that put all this together. And on behalf of Adam Vincent Gilmer, I'm Gene Velitis. Join us for episode 53 as we start year number two of Living Your Life Well Planned. <laughs>